It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Oh, what's going on, Philadelphia? Hello, everybody. It is Go Birds Radio. I am John Barchett along with James Seltzer, and this is Sports Radio 94 WIP 888 729. 94 and 94, you may have heard that same intro on uh, All or Nothing. As, uh, that was kind of cool on Amazon Prime, obviously. And uh, Glenn made me all feel uh, warm and gushy inside. He's like national TV stars and all this other stuff. I uh, Let me just say, there are no stars in this building. They're just a bunch of idiots with microphones, and we somehow ended up there, and I'm so appreciative that we did. It was really, really cool to hear and see. Yeah, Glenn was way too kind yeah. there at the end. No, yeah, it's, It is James Seltzer and Friends, after that, all. Yeah, you know, the, the star of the show is still to my right here. No. I uh, Yeah, it's been like, we didn't know this was going to happen. You know, we had no idea. Uh, we had some cameras film us in an event once. We didn't know what it was for. We were yeah. like, oh, cool. Like, I'm sure it's for some, like, B-roll somewhere. And then all of a sudden, you're like, I'm getting texts from everyone, tweets from everyone. It was very cool. It's yeah, a very, it was very, uh, very cool. humbling type of thing. And uh, it's, it's, there is a lot of, it's a lot of great lines uh, in there from, obviously, all the uh, mic'd up players that they had through that. I thought it was, thought it was pretty in, enjoyable to kind of sit and watch. I get where everybody kind of goes, man, they didn't really get into a lot of the drama and things. And by the way, I will have a bone to pick with the producers at some point uh, of the show. But it was kind of a nice reflection on, you know, what did you forget throughout the season? Uh, and I was just telling James, there's one of the best lines in there uh, is during the Miami game and Fletcher Cox is – you know, breaking up a screen and he's yelling it out. It's coming. Screen, screen, screen. Boom. And he blows up the play. And the very next shot is the center going up to him and being like, yo, man, how did you how did you call that out? And Fletcher just, without missing a beat, deadpans and goes, bro, 
I make $20 million, and then just walked out of there. I thought that was one of the best lines of the show. So uh, you haven't seen the whole thing yet. No, right? yeah, I'm yeah. about halfway through. I started yeah. last night, got a little a little, a little, little taste of it. So I haven't, yeah, it's neat, though. But it's hearing, good. you know, It's cool to relive it all. Yeah. You forgot a lot about what happened. I mean, it is frustrating because I still can't believe Nelson Aguilar didn't call, catch that ball in Atlanta. The, the pain <laughs> was brought back up, and you're seeing, well, this season could have gone a different way. And, and they then, made sure to highlight the uh, hell out of that one. Yeah. And you watch Deshaun <laughs> limping out of the locker room, and you're like, Sheesh. man. What could have been? It was so promising. It was. Yes. Yeah. But instead, I look like an idiot saying they're going to win the Super Bowl on <laughs> national television. And then four so minutes into the series. It's yes. nice. It's, 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 it's yeah. Quickly, can they make a fool of me? Very quickly was the answer to that question. We, yeah. As uh, one of our good friends put it, we all had takes. And yes, every single one of them were uh, were wrong throughout. At 888-729-9494. So glad you're with us through this afternoon. We're obviously here till three. But this is the thing that I look back and saw here, James, was like, man, you know, and and based on that, we're going to go win the Super Bowl if everybody's feeling good and real football. And, you know, we, you can chalk that up to a lot of the season starts. But we really believed in that. Uh, they obviously went through a lot of, you know, you can even say turmoil. They went through a lot of adversity. They went through a lot of chirping heads. And, they, oh, boy, did they make it clear that, yeah, they, oh, that Philly media just goes after them and after them and after them and whatever. And I thought that was pretty funny, too. But, yeah, I after reflecting on it and going, Okay, there was a lot of really fun moments in there, and some I don't even want to give, you know, away for any type of um, anything. Spoilers. Like it's yeah, after, yeah, after that and fandom and all that. There's some really cool stuff in there, but I, I, I go, geez, you know, they played their hearts out. That's not questionable. I don't think anybody's effort was ever questionable, but I don't think it wasn't a successful season. It was crazy. It was up and down. It was you know nowhere near where it needed to be, and now there's all this weird pressure. And the thing that I took out of it the most is. You know, we learned a lot about Carson Wentz this season. I think we learned a little more about Doug Peterson if there was any questions there. But as a team, it, it wasn't successful. Uh, and I, I think it's there's no better answers on secondary, what they're going to do with safety. Like, you just look back and go, oh, my God, not only was it they, they, they left early in the playoffs, but there's a lot of issues and there's a lot of needs and there's a lot of – who knows what's going on? I don't think it it was successful for you know the the obviously the season and now where we are in the off season it hasn't helped anybody essentially is is how I feel so I I don't think it was successful at all looking well back. I'm gonna talk out both sides of my mouth because oh, I'm the guy who started the show saying the Amazon Prime show saying we're gonna win the Super Bowl <laughs> get ready the Super Bowl run starts Sunday moron. But yet, even though those were clearly my expectations heading into the season, I thought, and to be fair, I was not the only one. There were many people locally and especially nationally who thought this Eagles team was the best, deepest roster in the NFL. So coming in with those type of expectations, you would think that, of course, I would say it was not a successful season. But I think it actually was a successful season <laughs> for, for a, a few key reasons. All First right. and foremost, look, you have to adjust your expectations as things happen, which we did during the season. You see all these injuries, all these issues. Again, I mean, they were playing at times with guys out there who had no idea what they were doing, where they were supposed to be, all that. The most important thing to come out of this season, yes, I thought they were going to win the Super Bowl. I wanted them to win the Super Bowl. That clearly was not even close to happening. But we came out of this season feeling good about Carson once again, knowing that that's the guy who's going to bring us into the future. We had waited since 2017, that, that all of 2018, part of 2019, the, the fear 
Is this guy ever going to be that guy we saw? The MVP guy, the guy who, as long as we got 11, it's all good. Yes, he can be that guy again. He's finally healthy again. We finally saw him when it mattered the most. Put this team on his back with a bunch of guys no one ever heard of and lead the team to the playoffs. So while on a grand scale, considering the expectations at the beginning of the season, of course, you can't say it was successful if you were expecting them to win the Super Bowl, but... My expectations changed as the season happened, and coming out of the season, I feel great about Doug Peterson. That's a guy who I saw yet again find a way to rally a group of guys and get the best out of them when it mattered the most. I feel great about Carson Wentz so much better than I did before. I think those two things, while yes, there are still a lot of questions, Howie Roseman, this is a crucial, maybe the biggest offseason of his tenure in terms of, of expectations and all that and what they need As to do. As if it wasn't the last two years, but too. But regardless, yeah. <laughs> I, I think that coming out of that season, knowing that Carson Wentz is the guy and knowing and feeling great about him leading you into the future, for me, that's success. I think it's exciting to see what Carson did, but like, if you needed convincing that that guy had to be more towards uh, a little more franchise quarterbacky, or like finally hit those check marks of uh, the fourth quarter comebacks, the OT. If you needed to absolutely see that to to feel more comfortable, that's fine, I, I, I guess. But I don't. I, overall, like we all knew that Carson Wentz was going to be a special quarterback and uh, and be able to lead his own squad. Yes, for the long term, I think that helps him, and maybe that helps Greg Ward, but. This still does not have a wide receiving core. We don't know if we doubt Nelson Aguilar is going to come back. We are at best. We know Nelson Aguilar is not going to be back. Very, Let's be real. Yes, very questionable about Deshaun and whether or not he's actually going to stay, you know, healthy again through this off season. Uh, and who knows what happens once he gets into the regular season again? Uh, Alshon Jeffrey, Carson Wentz, always rumors about those two guys. It's not exactly, you know, peaches and cream there, and he's got a heavy contract. There are, you know, again, injuries galore between Lane Johnson and Brandon Brooks that ended their seasons and on and on and on. Like, there's just so many things that happen that feeling this is all much better because they made the playoffs when, you know, this could very much happen again. They are not set up. This didn't help them set up for long-term success. This is just battling through adversity and adversity, and now they've got to reset it between wide receivers, between corners, between... All of that. We knew Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz were going to be but great, wait, and now you're sitting here uh, going like, oh, we, this was so successful what they did. Were They've lot, already done this. There were a lot of people who didn't think that. We had, I mean, we had our own co-host, Elliot Shore Parks, all season long until the end of the season was... Well, talk- Elliot's an idiot. No, but there was a lot of people, like Joe DeCamera <laughs> was doubting Carson Wentz. A lot of people doubted Carson Wentz over the course of the season. To come out of the season believing in that guy again as a fan base, as a uh, everybody who follows football is like, wow, that's the guy again. I think that is the most important thing that happened this season. And to your point, yes, there are a lot of question marks, but the NFL changes in a hurry, man. The Niners went from 4-12 and and were in the Super Bowls here and should have won it. We saw an Eagles team in 2016 go 7-9 and where we thought Doug Peterson might not last more than a year. I mean, people were talking about that. And then they won the Super Bowl the next year. They won the Super Bowl. The NFL is such a... It's, we always talk about it being a week-to-week league, and it is in-season. It's also a year-to-year league. Things can change quickly. Oh, definitely. They have the quarterback. They have a head coach. Those are the two most important things that matter. Yeah, they have some roster holes they have to fill. They have some moves. But Howie's got a lot of cap space, a lot of draft picks. Again, I think it does come back to Howie Roseman. Howie Roseman is the most important figure right now because 
this is a crucial offseason. He needs some hits. He doesn't have to be perfect like 2017 again, but he needs some hits. But again, on a basic level, if I'm looking back at this season and forgetting what I thought they were going to be at the beginning of the year and just taking what it was at the end, the fact that Carson Wentz and Doug Peterson are the guys that we feel confident in those two, which you and I did before. A lot of people didn't. A lot of people didn't. I think that is the most important thing. And for me, that is success because I feel better about the future as a result. 888-729-9494. And I, you know, I think there's a there's certainly a lot of things to get into the offseason, whether or not you have confidence in Howie or whatever. Uh, certainly that's part of the equation. And I don't doubt that. I, I think that there this is very correctable if they do all the right things. And, you know, there's going to be a lot of opinions on what the right things are. But we are left with more question marks than we are answers. We don't know what Derek Barnett is is going to be. You are tripling down now on Brandon Graham, who's getting older and older by the minute, and that kind of the all-or-nothing expresses some of those things going from the offseason to, you know, here and after the Super Bowl. I, I you know, I Fletcher Cox is 28. Like, th- there are things that are, we, we don't know where this is all going to end. You know, that's my biggest problem of why this wasn't successful is because a lot of the stuff that was here before, uh, yes, the most important things, Carson Wentz, if you had doubts, that's going to help you. But everything else but it's not is just, a huge it's question not mark, people, and that's why it wasn't successful at it's all. It's not just people's doubts about Carson Wentz. It's his own doubts. It's the team's doubts. It's the belief that Carson Wentz now knows he did it. He got rid of the, the ACL, the broken back. He went through all that stuff. And he pulled it all together. The team, he led that team to the playoffs. He was the guy. Everyone on that field, everyone in that locker room knew that he was the guy. That's where we had to get back to. We had all those issues, the whole Nick Foles of it all, the broken locker room, the Orlando Skandrick of it all. To be able to turn it around and for Carson Wentz to be the centerpiece of that was the most important thing that could have happened. That is what is important for the future, that this is Carson's team, this is Doug's team, that those two guys can work together and move forward. That is what we learned this year. And we, you and I believed in those guys, but it was rocky, man. 2018, Foles comes in, they go to the playoffs, they win a game again. I mean, it was there were real question marks. There were real things hanging over Carson Wentz that... Not just for us to believe in him again, but for him to have that confidence and to believe in himself again, he went out and proved it. I think that's crucial. 888-729-9494. Would you consider, and maybe if you have or haven't, you know, we watch a little All or Nothing, you've kind of reflected on the season, we've had some time to kind of step back after a Super Bowl week. Do you believe that the Eagles' season was successful uh, this past year? I, I don't think I can say that. James thinks so, too, and solely I think that's based on a lot of Carson Wentz and checking that kind of box off. We start things off with uh, Neil in North Jersey. Neil, what's going on, buddy? Thanks for calling the show. Gentlemen, thanks, as always, for taking my call. Seltzer, long time no speak. Neil. Great to talk to you, as you always. You, too, man. You, too. Thank you. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's funny when you, you were mentioning before about success in the NFL because you know, it's almost like fleeting ships in the night. You have to find it before you lose it. And I think you look at the 49ers and other teams who have gone from worst to first, that it changes so rapidly. I think this year's, as far as their success, I think the thing that stood out to me the most is how Doug Peterson really has this locker room. I mean, both years, this year and last year, we were 5-7, and seven, came back 9-7 and seven and made the playoffs. So I think in that sense, 
I feel confident in the future knowing that Doug Peterson has control of the locker room and hasn't lost that locker room despite numerous injuries. So in that sense, I think the long-term success of this franchise, along with Carson Wentz, is in good shape. So I think in that sense, I, I'm feeling optimistic. And we also have to remember that we're two drops away from being 11-5. and five. And if we went into the playoffs 11-5, and five, it could have been a you know, very different picture than going in 9-7, and seven, having to beat you know, the basement dwellers of the NFC East. I think the thing that I think this offseason that's really important is just getting speed. Lots and lots of speed. And the thing that I thought this year was really awful was our offense seemed laborious in driving down the field. I mean, when we started the season, we thought we were going to have this explosive offense, right, with the two tight ends and Jeffrey, that we were going to have this sort of, you know, intermediate explosive offense. And, you know, nothing was further from the truth. I mean, we saw Miles Sanders develop. You know, Whiteside basically is a complete bust. So I think going, you know, I'm looking at the draft. I think someone like, you know, Jerry Judy or Henry Ruggs, I think we need a big play guy that's going to stretch the field and, and just open this offense up to where actually seeing speed and acceleration. You know, look at the way Kansas City, look at all the speed they have. I think the mm-hmm. NFL is now trending toward, you know, speed and explosiveness, and I think we're kind of taking a step back, and that's going to be our model for success coming up next year. What do you think about that? Uh, Neil, well, first Outstanding of all, phone call, yeah, like, Neil. and great Seriously. to hear from you, buddy. Yeah, like that's uh, Neil always provides a lot of, a lot of great stuff there. I, a couple of things. One, um, and again, I don't disagree in terms of this is the third time that Doug Peterson has already proven he can handle this. He won a Super Bowl with adversity and injuries. He went back to the playoffs again, as you just mentioned, James, and then he makes the playoffs again uh, with an unprecedented for a lot of different reasons between medical staff and roster depleted and all of that. I, if you thought Doug ever lost the locker room at some point, Again, well, it, it was we don't even did, move though, that, right? With the Orlando but it wasn't Scandrick, true. I I agree. It just wasn't I true. agree. But the Orlando Scandrick stuff, you remember the conversation? I'm sure Who it's believed Orlando I haven't Scandrick. gotten there on on all or nothing yet. But <laughs> I know I'm with you. But like people did, people we had those conversations of like, oh my god, is this locker room in peril? Is this yeah. you know has Doug lost these guys? Do they not believe in him? And I do think uh, you're right. Like it clearly wasn't right. Doug has shown that he these guys he knows the right buttons to push in those moments and he knows how to get through to these guys and connect to these guys. And it's part of why I believe in him so much as a head coach moving forward. But I I do think it's fair to say there were times where maybe not you and me, but there were people who kind of questioned it this season. Yeah, and and the one great thing about, and they highlighted here, there were no cameras because there was a a sense um, that almost Doug wasn't a yeller or like it didn't address, you know, like, oh, he just lets, lets too much stuff go. Uh, that is not true either. You know, like when in, after that Miami loss, you hear him yelling and screaming about, you better start looking yourself in the mirror. This is unacceptable. All these different things. And I don't think we get to see that a lot of the time. No. So that opens it up. We like never see that. No, yeah. no. Which, which just tells you, you know, he really does protect everything that goes on in there. And that's, you know, nothing new. But um, to see all these different things might be new for other different people. But. We knew Doug was going to be a long-term success, and they've already kind of attacked, which we'll, I'm sure we'll get into with the, the Scangarello hire and, and going to find a, a guy that has worked with Kyle Shanahan, as, as Neil was just pointing out. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what they need. They need speed. They need new ideas. 
And you really like Skanks, by the I'm way. I'm excited yeah, yeah. about Skango. Skango, we're calling Skango? it. Skango? I'm it? in. Yeah, I think it's going to be Skango. Skango. Uh, I'm excited about it. And it is interesting. They did, I think the Eagles made it kind of clear, even though he's not the offensive coordinator, they said that things will run through him. People report to him, and he reports to Doug and all that. Is, so it does seem God. like Skango yeah. is going to be Skango. The, the <laughs> de facto offensive coordinator. Just like your thing with uh, Isaac Sayomalo, sure. where this is just going by Ike. That was right. my guy. Well, right. I heard Ray Didinger call Mike, and I was like, oh, yes, yes that's that, is, that is cool. We'll, we'll if, I am in. Anthony, you think Skango's gonna 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 hold weight here? You know? Uh, we'll see. I don't <laughs> think he, he's gonna last too long. I like it. Look, this guy was with Kyle Shannon. All we asked for were ideas, guys. He's known as a quote unquote idea guy. Yeah. Big in pre-snap motion, all that type of stuff that we've talked about where the the biggest thing that we saw more of in 2017, we haven't seen as much, is that type of stuff. So, look, I know he's not a big name hire, but I do think that's the kind of guy who could come in and make a difference. 888-729-9494. Let's get Tom and Abington in here as well. Tom, what's going on, buddy? How are you? Ew, fellas! <laughs> Tommy! I was looking for you. <laughs> Well, I, you know, it's an honor to be talking to the newest big stars of Amazon Prime. Oh, brother. <laughs> the contract is coming soon. I can oh, feel it, brother. buddy. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I only caught the first episode so far, but I do have a question regarding that. I'm going to save that for the end of the call. Okay. My purpose of calling today is to announce that the Eagles hired me this week. Hey, congratulations. What they hire for you, Tom? I am the new assistant to the manager of the scouting assistant to the VP of development of football operations assistant. I mean, um, I think the uh, great Hall of Famer Ray Dodinger said it best when he said, this looks like a plan B when 95% of the time plan A is better than plan B. I think this so is I think the time to try to. This is plan D. <laughs> That's how I look yeah. at it. I, I, this is, yeah, and, and and suddenly now that this has happened, and now this is where you know me and James and Elliot actually all disagree on this. Actually, I, uh, it, it's almost like everything's okay now. Now that they just got somebody in there, we don't really know. Well, yeah, and 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 they're going to try to polish up a turd and present it to us this week, right? And try to sell us on this was the plan all along. Yeah, of course they are. This is what they do. It's uh, you know, this is a guy that we targeted for a long time. Da da da. We are just doing our due diligence. We can write the the script for them. You know. You guys in on the X- XFL or no? Uh, I don't I'm know. Not, Did you pick I, a team I'm yet? Not, but we got till two o'clock. So for uh, well, I, not I, yet. I, I, I was going <laughs> to take a peek, but I just I heard on the last show that Darnell Pumphrey's in the league. So that kind of. Oh. Whatever team yeah. he's on, I, I mean, will not root that for him about it. that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So real quick, just a question I had. Um, with what you guys have seen so far of the all or nothing, is there one thing that either one of you heard yourself say where you just thought to yourself, wow, that was a bad take. I can't yeah, I said the Eagles were going to win the Super Bowl to start the show <laughs> off, Tom. <laughs> It doesn't get no, much worse than that. Had that tape, Jimmy. I know, I know. I haven't. Other than that, that's the only real like yeah. cringeworthy Thanks, moment I had for myself. But <laughs> not yet. I'm sure there'll be more. Well, as I said, there is a bone to pick with the producers of All or Nothing. So I'm going to tell you what my bone to pick is when we get back. Because it's uh, it's bothering me, James. And we're going to figure this thing out. Eight 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 seven two nine ninety four ninety four. Do you consider the 2019 Eagles a success? Or failure, I think it's a failure. James clearly thinks it's a success. Want to hear from you, 888-729-9494. It's Go Birds Radio, right here, Sports Radio 94 WIP. It is. 
is Go Birds Radio right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP 888-729-9494. Like I said, just a just a small, a tiny bone to pick with the uh, the all or nothing producers. I'm excited to hear what it is because I don't know. Uh, we are in the middle of trying to figure out what you guys think too, and I I clearly think that this Eagles season, kind of after reflecting on it and looking back at all the highlights and the cool stuff from the season, that it's just it's a failure from our expectations and what we had from the off season to all the craziness in between the you know the the first the, the slow starts never really got fixed even full health no health. Uh, rarely did that happen outside of maybe two games this season. Um, you know, I, I admire the adversity. I love the fact that Carson Wentz proved a lot of people wrong. But overall, as a team, uh, more question marks than answers, at least for me. 888-729-9494. Kick things out with Craig in D.C. What's going on, Craig? What's up, fellas? What's up, Jimmy? How you doing, man? What up, Craig? How you doing, man? All right, brother. Hey, man, what's going on? Look, I, uh, man, what y'all doing Elliot today, man? Uh, we, he, we got rid of him. We're like, like, we don't need out. you today. Just get away. No, no. Yeah, we we just gave Elliot a day off. No biggie. Oh, yeah, I put the muzzle on him for it. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> He's actually sitting here. We just keep turning his mic off yeah, and we'll yeah. let him talk. So. He's got a little duct tape yeah, around yeah, his mouth, you know. Right, right, right. <laughs> hey, but look, Jimmy, I see your points on the Eagles, man. But, I, yeah, I got to agree with John on this. It's really a failure because even though we won the East, it's a feel-good story. But, I mean, let's face it, man. This team was had high, high hopes in the beginning of the year, and it all went downhill when D-Jack took that injury. He screwed up by not getting the surgery earlier in, 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 in the year because he could have been back, and it definitely would have propelled us better into the playoffs. But uh, let's face it, Howie screwed the pooch big time this year by not making the moves he should have made. I mean, we got we got clear holes that needed to be addressed, and these guys did not address it. Um, and, 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 and the bottom line is, listen, we played a game to win the Super Bowl. I mean, so all else is, is futile to me. You know what I mean? And I just, no, I get it. I just feel like, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, I see your point. I get um, it. Look, I, I Craig, I'm like that know? every year, too. And right. For me, I'm always a right. Super Bowler bus guy. It's the, you know, I always joke, like, Herm Edwards does the you play to win the game. You play to win the big game. Right. Like, that's the whole point right. of what you do to win that big game, to win the Super Bowl. So I totally get it. And especially after winning the Super right. Bowl and the new norm, I get it. I'm just saying, I, and I was able to adjust my expectations. Which right. I believe they were going to win the Super Bowl, but ultimately, looking back on the season, coming out of it feeling as good about Wentz, as good about his health, right. as good about right. all that stuff, and Doug, that, that for me, that is success, but I, I totally get it. Yeah, I, I had a good point, man. He hit it on the head when he said, hey, we have to, we had to lower our expectations. When all those injuries started hitting, and you really had to lower it, and that, and that, that did make it softer. You know, the blow was softer because, you know, we took the loss to Seattle. Hey, you know, it is what it is. She went got the cheap shot. We still could have beat Seattle as far as I'm concerned, but whatever, man. But anyway, I do have a take on the draft, man. I want to see okay, what you great. guys think. Check, the, check this out, man. And now everybody's talking about the receiver and all that, and that's fine. But Howie, look, man, as Andy Reid used to say, time's yours, baby. Listen, Howie, <laughs> you got to hit on this draft because, listen, this is, my, this is my take on it. I think that, first of all, A, they need to trade up because I don't know what you all guys are seeing, but, you know, people are forgetting Dallas is uh, sitting at 19. Okay, so if we don't, you know, everybody's assuming we're going to have Ridge and Ruggs or whoever the hell else is going to drop to 21. <laughs> but I feel like we should jump over Dallas again. That way we get to pump Dallas again. And then we really need to get either Judy or C.D. Lamb because if we need to get Wentz 
some premier weapons. Oh, Craig, and he really Craig, needs yeah. to go on out to get them. Yeah, Craig, you know? so, so, so with you, Craig. You just, you just said, like, two of our... Those are our names. That's it. I... As soon as the season ended, I said, go get a young receiver who Carson can grow with. Yeah. Someone who can be his go-to guy. He, The one thing we don't talk about enough with Wentz and the the kind of rotating group of receivers, he's never had guys he can work with year after year after year, who, at least young guys we can grow with. I think it's crucial. Jerry Judy is a name that I think makes a, a lot of sense because I think you could get up to where he is. I'm guessing CeeDee Lamb goes ahead of Judy. I would assume so, especially but, after the combine. Yeah, either yeah. way. And even if it's rugs, like any of those guys, I do think makes a big difference for this team. And again, just to have a young guy you can count on. And I know I hate the whole, like, it's the deepest receiver draft ever. You shouldn't take one early because you can wait. Hell no. Take one early don't and take one later. Yeah, get multiple. <laughs> just, just don't mess this yeah. up again. I, I'm with you, Craig. I, I think it's imperative. Yeah, and uh, I, there is... It's something that's out there which we have to discuss at some point too from NFL.com and you actually like way before this article came out kind of had a little intuition which I'm excited to talk about but first 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 all right I got I got to pick a bone here. uh okay like I love James to death and there are so many great moments with James Seltzer's voice on it I mean he nails this thing he does a great job now I'm not saying that. I'm the smartest person alive, and that's pretty clear here. But they made me sound like butthead at some times during the course of just Did like they really what happened. You're like talking all. You have these fantastic points, and then you're just like, oh, yeah, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> that's it. It just drops right in there. And then the, there's a couple episodes where you're going like, and I was like, yeah, it's, they're they're two and three. <laughs> oh, See, they're not even a good football team. And I'm just going, guys, you're making me sound like a, the the. Well, maybe I am the clown. Maybe I just have to accept that I'm <laughs> no, the clown of no, the show that here. Is certainly but it was like football. Football's great. Football's great in some moments. And I'm going like, all right, man. Like, am I the meathead here that's just, you know, flying under the radar? And, and well, does, I don't. Smell I, his own self? I don't think that. But I guess Oof. the Amazon Prime producers. You yeah, know, I don't know. Just a couple in I, there. I think it's rude. You I'm know, it's you. another must-win game. And I'm just going, come on, guys. I said something more interesting than that. There's an hour of tape in there. Find so what something you're else. saying is much like Joe DeCamera on this station. You're often being taken out of context with yes. the. <laughs> Little drops of audio that they dropped in. Got it. But, man. Can't be worse, though. Go watch this thing because James has a a lot of great lines, Uh, especially with Brandon Brooks, too. uh, He hasn't seen it yet. I want him to see that on his own. So, 888-729-9494. We go to our good friend Justin in Tennessee, who I believe has a new phrase for us to learn today. Is that true, Justin? I don't know if I can say it on the radio. <laughs> no, no. I'm don't, saying, yeah, don't, that, don't say it on the radio. A, that was a test and you passed. So you're good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, What's, that's uh, that's one that my that's one that my papa taught me when I was little. So <laughs> <laughs> you gotta love your mamas and papas, boys. That's number one. I agree. Especially uh, as a papa. My my daughter better love me. That's my, that's what I look at it. No, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about grandparents. I'm sorry. That's what we call oh, grandparents. Oh, I got you. Well, that too. That so, too. <laughs> anyway, uh, I think the one thing that's kind of been overlooked is the secondary coach hire and the wide receiver coach hire. Those are going to be huge keys to this, you know, big coaching. So, okay, I'm curious why you love the wide receiver coach so much, Justin. No, I, I, I'm not sure. I think about he's saying it's going to be. Saying. I think he's oh, saying oh, those hires important. are important. Gotcha. What yes, I will yes, say yes, is, yes. and I don't know a lot about Aaron Moorhead, but the Mark Quinn Manuel hire as a DB coach. I mean, that's 
someone who has a lot of pedigree. He's yeah, been a defensive been coordinator. Yeah. It's been under talk. That's yeah. a good who, replacement. He's yeah. a, he's a really good replacement. I'm excited to see what he can do with the backfield. But I'm with you. Look, this is the what fifth, sixth straight year with a brand new wide receiver coach. It's it is like yeah. it, it's almost like a, a the stick. <laughs> I'm gonna make a Harry Potter reference and let everyone know I'm a nerve. It's like the defense against the dark arts teacher. Every year a new yeah. one. Um, so I, have I, no idea what I don't means. know enough about. I know you don't. That's why I did it. Someone will get it. Um, I don't know enough about Aaron Morehead. I think it's an interesting hire, and, and I'm with you, Justin. I think I think it's important. Yeah, they're they're going to be huge, especially you know for the for the hopeful development of JJ. If not, I mean it's it's going to be tough sledding, you know, with him being a second round pick and all. We were had huge hopes for him, but uh, and, I and Justin, I think that, one I, I, and maybe this is just me holding on to my draft takes from him. I do think that is a huge thing in his development, a hundred percent. I mean, you just look at. Yeah. All, all the guys uh, across the league, your DK Metcalfs, your uh, your Debo Samuels, they're talented and they're probably more talented than JJ, but they got a lot of polish as the season went along, and and I don't think JJ yeah. got the benefit of all that stuff. So, I I don't either, man. And I mean, I I'm not uh, some big film watcher and all this, but I love staying up watching Pac-12 After Dark and all that. And, <laughs> I mean, that kid looked good in college. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it's. Totally we, we've said that a lot here in this town, though, too. <laughs> Nelson Aguilar, he looked really good in college. You know, it's just like, yeah, it yeah. happens. So that's what I'm saying. Stay away from the Pac-12. Just go get SEC, Ohio State. Yes! You know, and, and, and Justin, I'm normally I'm normally not the stick to the conference thing, but, I mean, it's clear as day. The SEC has better athletes. Yeah, it just is done what it and is. Done. Yeah, you know? and the fact that how he's never drafted a player from Alabama is just, I mean, it's ridiculous. Like, they have consistently pumped out the most yeah. talented players. Like you need to to take advantage of that part of uh, you know college football. But to the JJ point, I'm not out on JJ yet. I, I'm not optimistic. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be special. I, I don't either. Yeah. Especially like the the real stuff, like the inability to run the right routes and not know where you're going and stuff. That's the stuff that really worries it's me. A college football yeah, problem too. That, but I, yes, it's I agree. That yeah. that worries me, but. I, we have seen way too many examples of wide receivers who struggle as a rookie and then figure it out. I mean, Devontae Parker is certainly more talented taken higher, but a guy who in his fifth year has finally broken out this past season and stuff like that. A lot of people thought he was never going to be anything. So I do think that J.J. does deserve more time, but you can't feel super optimistic no, about him. No, eight 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 seven two nine ninety four ninety four. as we go to our good friend Mike O out there in Chestnut Hill. What's up, Mike O? Uh, baby, you guys are the best. And, um, you know, just a spoiler alert, um, you know, James, you did steal the show. I've watched all the episodes. He really uh, did. He's amazing phenomenal. in it. It's yeah. great. You I feel know, like everyone uh, is being way too kind granted, right now. Uh, nah, nah, BG's daughter stole the show, but, you know. Yeah, that's you true. That is so true. Like, the Eagles chant you did. That one I saw was, like, among the cutest things uh, I've ever seen in my life. Uh, uh, I know. And, John, you know, you, you know, you exemplified the passion and the nah, that just me, so see, that, that, that's a nice way of saying, man, you sounded dumb, but you sounded passionate. I see. I am on to it, Mike. No, I appreciate it, man. Thank yeah, you. Here's, here's the deal, though. I, I mean, James, you nailed it. I mean, I mean, I've known since week four of Carson's rookie season in Detroit that he's the best young quarterback and no other quarterback I'd rather have for starters. And, and you know, Doug is, is really the man. He, he showed through. And here's the two. There was a lot of main points. But here's the two main points we'll just address right quick. You know, on the offensive side, you know, a lot of people have um, advocated for Deuce as offensive coordinator, but his most important work is ahead of him right now. He's got to make Miles the second most important player on this team. And I think that's one. And then two, 
you know, to make Boston Scott the most dependable third down back and, you know, the Darren Sproles that Carson never had. So, you know, that's the offensive side. But the main point that's come across to me is that this defense needs to be fixed if we're going to compete either in Tampa or L.A. or, you know, Glendale one, two, three years down the road. Um, we need a dynamic, you know, player on defense. And I think the player is Patrick Queen, period. Uh, you know, receivers are important. It's Patrick Queen, period. Uh, tell me about him because I actually I'm so far behind on looking at guys. Here, yeah, here, bold, alert, loyal, intelligent. You know, again, BG is the you know the emotional leader of, of our defensive squad. You know, Malcolm's Malcolm, and he's the greatest. But everybody else, you know, Fletch may have you know, but th- this year is truly about defining who on this defensive backfield and who at the linebacker position is going to stay because granted this team's never really drafted hardcore you know linebackers but it's time because again if this defense doesn't get fixed with some mentality and physicality we're not going to go anywhere and yeah i i agree on the playmaker part i just see i mean sec you know lsu all that but like i don't end from from the looks of it, now I'm starting to things are kind of, kind of come together. I mean, he is one of the most outstanding college linebackers in the game. I just don't know if the league values it. Certainly, the Certainly, Eagles yeah. ha- haven't valued that before in the past, and uh, that is that is not uh, the biggest need at all. Clearly, when it comes to the defense, I want to tell you what I think needs to be fixed there. Plus, uh, I think there's a way that the Eagles can fix one of their biggest needs, and also possibly hurt the Dallas Cowboys, and James Seltzer loves the idea. 888-729-9494. Was this season a failure, or was it more of a success? We'll let you decide. 888-729-9494. Go Birds Radio, right here. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Welcome on in, everybody. It is Go Birds Radio, 888-729-9494. I'm John Bartlett, along with James Seltzer. Of course, Anthony Foley on the ones and twos. And it was it was floated out there that uh, one Amari Cooper Ooh, buddy. might be available to the Philadelphia Eagles during free agency. I'm going to tell you kind of why that's coming up and whether we think that might be a good idea. I know there's kind of this back and forth thing with Cowboys and not bringing ex-Cowboys in here, but I think we might be able to make an exception at least with that. 888-729-9494. We got a David in North Philly to kick us off first. David, what's going on, man? Thanks for calling the show. Hey, what's up, fellas? What's up, man? Um, I got three things for you okay. in terms of regarding the, the, success of the success of the season. You saw if if you watched all the games, you clearly saw what this team is. You have you had Carson once established themselves. Anybody that's saying you know injury prone and all that stuff, they came into the season that was completely wiped away. Absolutely, and you saw the deficiencies clearly of what the team needs. Not not only from watching the team, but from watching the league. They're currently in a sweet spot where. You know, Eli Manning retired, and over the next five years, you know, Breeze, Brady, Rivers, uh, Roethlisberger, these guys are going to go away. And of the next wave, it's Wilson, Patrick Mahomes. You know, Cam Newton is just just there. Wentz is right up in there. So you, you have the foundational piece, and one thing that doesn't get talked about enough is the Carson Wentz contract is, is perfect. you got two more years. 
where he's you know where he's going to be well below um, significantly market, below yeah. whatever you know, whatever the market value is, and then three and four and five into that. You know, once the market resets, he's still way cheaper. That's one of the reasons why, if you look at their um, their salary cap situation, I think Fletcher Cox is is uh, make is making more than him four or five million. So and you can absorb a mistake like the Alshon Jeffrey. Not that you want to make that mistake, but you can absorb it because Howie's got that contract in place. We're in a good space. Fifty, you know, fifty million dollars in cap space. You have the draft picks. You have to make the right decisions with it. But the foundation right now is set for them to succeed, and you know exactly what you got to get. You just have to make the right selections. Uh, yeah. I feel really, really good. Yeah, and, and David, I think it's okay to feel good about like fixing all of the issues from this past season, and I do think that they're set up pretty well. And when even critiquing Howie Roseman, we probably aren't giving him at least – uh, enough credit for setting up 2020, 2021. You know, he's got his eyes and ears on the new CBA and what's all going to happen here. So we might look at ba- back at some of these things and get and say, oh, that was actually the right move. Uh, but in terms of how they set up this past season, disastrous. I mean, you can agree with some of their process with Deshaun, with all that, but there was no backup plans for speed on this offense. I don't think that they did anything to help Carson Wentz uh, this particular Season uh, and he had to kind of eventually do a lot of his own. I got to, got to disagree with that. They, if you at the beginning of the season, we were saying that really they focused on offense. They focused on giving him weapons. But again, you were correct. It didn't work out at all. But I mean, you got your, you got your running back of the future. You got your left tackle of the future. Oh, the draft this I year mean, is, is, is very promising, except for, you know, the back end of it, because you're not, I mean, Clayton Thorson's unfortunate. I don't know if you guys heard this. He's cut. He's not here anymore. But the first, <laughs> three, the first three picks, and that's what I said. I go, wow. I was like, this has the potential to be Howie Roseman's best three draft picks, like, ever. That's how, you know, positive I felt about all that. I, I, I agree that there is some wiggle room in between, you know, the, the drafts, and we don't give enough credit for Howie and the contributors and things like that in there, but... The the backup plans and it changed in week one and they weren't able to fix it until Greg Ward got on the field. That's a long time. It's a long, long, long time to fix that kind of correction. Yeah, I think the team speed thing was an issue. And uh, to David's point, David is right that going into the season, we did think they had done enough to support Carson Wentz to make that offense yep. hum. We all felt very positive about that. And and to be fair. Losing to Sean Jackson really did crush this offense for in a lot of different ways. It's eliminated, but it. your point yeah. your point holds that they weren't prepared with a backup plan. Deshaun Jackson, thirty two years old, it's not like he's ever been a bastion of health. It's not like he's a lock to play sixteen games. They didn't have any sort of backup plan if any of those guys went down, and that was you're right, their biggest flaw from a roster perspective. Now JJ not being able to contribute at all in a meaningful way is part of yes. that. I think you expected him as a second round pick. If, and Matt Collins if not having a duty. catch. <laughs> well, Matt Collins, yeah, that's a guy Ever? who shouldn't even yeah. be on the roster. Uh, so, um, yeah, I, I get David point, David's point. I think he's right. I think they tried to set it up well for Wentz, but obviously they, they didn't do enough to be prepared if things didn't go the way they expected them to. 888-729-9494. Now, I know you are never an ex-cowboy guy. At least I think you are. Well, like, don't even bother. Don't even bother oh, no, with the Chris not, Bonios I'm or the a, I'm Miles not, I'm, I don't. Or, I don't buy it. Look, it, the history has been bad. I mean, for some reason, 
guys come from we the get Cowboys them at the tail here. end of your career. Yeah, I, but I'm not one of those. Like, I'm not a don't draft the USC receiver guy or any yeah. of those types of stereotypes. Like, no, there are always exceptions. There's always, you know, d- judge the player, not the team he plays for, not the situation. So I am generally not that way. And I am particularly not that way with Amari Cooper. <laughs> now tell us why you you love this idea of there is a now David Carr had, had floated this out there mm-hmm. too, you know Dallas he still thinks that's where he ends up. But number two on this list, if it goes awry for any reason, if this is you know a- ending up weird with Dak Prescott, maybe they don't have enough money for whatever reason. Although I think they're fine with it. If they pass on Amari Cooper, why do you love that so much? Well, because he's a great player. First and foremost, he's a great route runner. He's the right type of guy to get in here. He's only 25 years old, yeah. 26 in June, so he'll play next season at 26. But that's he's young, man. I think a lot of people think Amari Cooper's older than that. He's not. He's Younger still, than Stefan did. Yes, he's still in the prime <laughs> of his career physically in terms of age and all yep. that. And obviously you're hurting the Cowboys if you take him, which is great. But I just think that... Again, I was all for the idea we talked about before. If they go up and they get a, a, a stud receiver in the first draft, cool, I'm in. But I I think signing Amari Cooper makes so much sense for this team. He's someone who comes in and is immediately the go-to guy, and he's younger and better than the guys that we've yep. had here. So I, I just I like the idea. I know he'll be expensive, but Dallas is in a—, a, a they have a big offseason, too. The whole Dak Prescott thing, it looks like they might franchise him. Yep. If they franchise him, they don't have that as leverage with Cooper. So how he could come in and maybe structure things in a certain way that makes it hard for Dallas. I just think this is the kind of move that makes a lot of sense in that he's young, he's super talented, he's a great route runner, he fits right in, and I mean, he makes the offense immediately better. So here's where I'll play a little bit of devil's advocate. So he does and has, at times... Now in oh, well Las Vegas, I guess we got to get used to saying that now too. Uh, and yeah, also, by the way, I saw a tweet the God. other. It was like the the Las Vegas Raiders signed Jalen Richard or something like that. <laughs> and I saw the tweet, and I, at first I thought it was the XFL because I saw oh, Las right, and I was right. like, wait, Jalen Richard signed with the X? That's oh, that's kind of a big deal. The Las Vegas Raiders. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, yeah. But you know, and we saw it in Dallas a little bit. There, there can be dropsies. There can be disappearances at times. But if you are starting with Amari Cooper, who is 25 years old, is already proven commodity, and now you don't even have to wonder about, like, hey, thank God they didn't give up the second-round draft pick. If there is a crack at all, and I don't care if he works out or not, that's how much I will – I think this hurts Dallas. Sign him up. If it costs you 18 or $19 million a year or whatever that's going to be, 17 19 it's going to hurt them. They invested a first-round pick. You can eliminate that, and they expected those two guys to be together for a, a very long time, even though Jerry's pretty adamant about it. But I, I would seriously at least try to increase the number and then drop it on the Cowboys, too. This is uh, – I, I, and I think he chases the money. I know everybody chases the money, but oh, there's, no, de- yeah. there's no reason why he wants chasing, to stay in Dallas. Definitely chasing know? the money. And to your point, you just mentioned the second round pick thing. You know, people might not remember, but when Dallas traded a first round pick for Amari Cooper, it came out after that Howie had offered a second. Yeah. So this is there is interest from the Eagles in Amari Cooper that we know about. So yeah, I think on a lot of levels, the hurting Dallas and all that, but also just I think he's a perfect fit for this team for what they need. I, I really like the idea of getting Amari. Eight 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 seven two nine ninety four ninety four with throw. That in there, too, as we're discussing and looking back at, uh, you know, this Eagles season, kind of in honor of All or Nothing being released uh, this weekend, whether you not think it's 
a, a failure overall, whether it's successful. Really curious to get your thoughts on it. Plus, if you have uh, some Amari Cooper thoughts, love to hear from you as well. 888-729-9494. It is Go Birds Radio. I'm John Bartsch along with James Seltzer. It's all happening right here. Sports Radio 94 WIP. We say thank you to Anthony Foley, and we say hello to the one that they call Moshe Kravitz. That is, is Go Birds Radio, hour two. Did that make sense? I don't know. Sure. Probably, probably maybe the producers had a point. Maybe let's go, let's go with yes. Let's, let's go, go with, with yes. yes. Let's go with yes. Uh, John Barcher, James Seltzer here with you until 3 o'clock, 888-729-9494. We both love the idea of uh, of Amari Cooper coming and being a part of the Philadelphia Eagles, if there is like this little wedge in in Jerry's pocketbook, and you need to need to snag and get in there, I think that would solve a lot of issues uh, right off the bat. Opens you up a little more. You don't have to go wide receiver right away. Right away could be a pipe dream. Sounds like a pipe dream to my ears, like right now. But who knows? There's a lot of people talking kind of uh, about this all at once. But the one thing that we do disagree on today, although I I believe in personal successes for a lot of people on the team, for Doug, for Carson, that was, that was very important. I'll concede that it was very important to see those two guys, you know, work together because, uh, a lot of Foles still hanging around and whatever. Mm-hmm. The ghost of Nick Foles is the finally ghost. gone, it feels By like. By the way, can we take down the statue yet? It, it, <laughs> it's, it's another year. It's another. Can I ask one more time during the offseason? Can we please just move that thing to somewhere else? It is not that hard to do. Uh, but I, I, don't, I don't think overall this team was successful. Uh, and I think they get a lot of credit for you know the adversity part of it. As you should. That was. Uh, it's a tough thing to handle. Uh, again, it's unprecedented for the third year in a row to have this many injuries. There is now like a move with the medical staff, along with all these new coaching hires uh, from the past couple of weeks. So I get all that. Uh, but there was a lot of pitfalls. There wasn't a lot of good backup plans. Howie admitted a lot of mistakes uh, throughout this as well. Ooh, which reminds me. Remind me to ask you something that I think the Ooh. NBA does that the NFL doesn't, and I'm really upset that it doesn't happen cool. in the NFL. But um, I I don't think this was a, a success. Can they correct this going into the offseason? Absolutely. They've got a lot of cap room. They've got a lot of picks. I'm sure that that's the, the older Howie that we're looking for. This might be... It in terms of that, but um, we we have more question marks about everybody than we do answers, and that's my biggest concern of why it wasn't successful as well. Yeah, look, I, I get where you're coming from, and of course, based on preseason expectations, as we've talked about, it wasn't, you didn't meet those, but again, I, I just keep coming back to the fact that the two most important people in this franchise are Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz, obviously Howie Roseman, Jeffrey Lurie, but in terms of on-the-field action, and to to for like I said, the ghost of Nick Foles to finally be gone for there to be no questions about whether Carson can come through in the clutch, whether he can lead a team to the playoffs, whether he can take a group of guys who weren't even on practice squads, were barely like on NFL rosters and all that type of stuff, and take them and do what he did for me. That success. 888-729-9494. We kick things off this hour with John in Allentown. John, what's going on, bud? Thanks for calling the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Um, I got the off season. I, I did it like I wrote about it. And, you know, the one thing I, you guys talk about, the Amari Cooper, I, I love that. I, that would be great. But I think one thing that I think Howie will do and something that a lot of people don't talk about or think about is he's going to, 
you know, he'll sign, he'll probably resign a couple guys. And in terms of the free agency, he'll, you know, maybe get a, a small handful of guys. But I think he's going to be looking even towards the future about, you know, getting younger in terms of compensatory picks about, you know, losing more free agents than you're getting. I know Andy did that too a lot um, at his time here is try to get as many picks as you can um, because, you know, you have 10 picks, you know, you have a better chance of maybe hitting on some of the later ones than the last two years he had 10 total picks. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's one thing that, you know, I would like to see. Now, you know, you need quarter, cornerback, all this. But to start with what you guys are saying with Cooper, that would be, you know, a dynamic part of the offense, especially if Jackson comes back healthy and Miles Sanders keeps developing like he is. Um, you know, sky's the limit for Carson then. Oh, yeah, that's what I mean. It's it's a – they need to find a guy that is going to take the pressure off of your two tight ends. And I, I think mm-hmm. if you get a guy like Amari Cooper in here and then you end up drafting maybe at least one wide receiver, let's hope, if they if they get, you know, real greedy and want to do two, I think I'd be okay with that throughout the later rounds. But, I mean, John, yeah, just think about that. If you get – if you get 14, 13, 12 games out of Deshaun Jackson next to Amari Cooper. Uh, with Hurts, with Goddard, yes, with Sanders, with all, all of a sudden you're feeling really good about that offense. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, no, that's, that's, that's one thing. And, you know, defense, you also have to think about defense getting older. The Brandon Graham, the Fletcher Coxes, um, you know, Malcolm Jenkins you know, extending him. What do you want to do there? Um, you know, there's a lot of decisions, you know, how he's going to have to try – to, you know, make with that. You know, what do you do with Derek Barnett next year? Um, yeah, it's going to be a tough one. Just because one. the fifth-year option. You know, there's a lot of, you know, that's why, I, you know, I could see them going for a defensive end for agency. Too. A lot of people think, oh, that's crazy because, you know, you have, you know, you have all, all these defensive ends. Oh, but the, the, the thing is, there's not many proven guys on that Russia, like you had in 2017. Yeah, I'm, John, I'm with you, and I think the Eagles, as we Thanks know, when up. they won the Super Bowl, made defensive end a priority, made pass rusher a priority, especially depth of pass rushers, the ability to filter guys in and out. That was something we were so upset with when Chris Long decided to retire because we were yeah. like, you can't use this guy? Like, you can't give him the, the role he wants? Cause well, it didn't sound like it was how he's called no, either. So, no, yeah. I, but, but the point being that, like, they, I agree with John. I don't think you can ever have enough of those type of guys. And I think we would all agree that, that well, I think Derek Barnett's an okay player. Um, I don't think he's someone you count on and say, all right, Brandon Graham on one side, Derek Barnett on the other, let's roll. Like, yeah, I, don't think you can, I don't think you can think that way. So, and, and Josh Sweat showed some flashes. Like, I think there's potential there, all that. But 100% with you, like, that is certainly an area of need, and I do think the Eagles will look at it that what, way. Have we just suddenly forgotten about the, the training camp superstar, Joe Osman? Does he just disappear in front of you? As the, you know, That's why they felt so good about Let's moving on Joe from Let's hope Joe Osman is not the go-to answer <laughs> to solve the pass rush problem, John. Uh, by the way, uh, speaking of free agent wide receivers, because it's not a great class for that uh, at all, but um, I, I'd like to ask you about a series of guys and something I'd like to call, oh, he's a free agent? Uh, um, Devin Funches, any oh, interest? he's a free agent. Oh, he's a free agent? No, zero. Uh, how about that? You don't need that guy. You need speed. You need semi. Well, this is not a definitely not a speed guy either. Semi-resurged career landing as a New Jersey Giants, as I was... I think I'm just going to start referring to them as uh, to them Golden as that Tate, until I is have he a to, free agent? Is that Golden Tate is not a free agent. Okay, but how about that product from Indiana University, Cody Latimer? 
Who? Oh, there's a who face. No, 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 no. I know exactly. Kidding, I mean, former Bronco, Giant. He made some yeah. really nice catches for the Giants. He like He's one of those guys who won't have a huge impact, but then he'll have like three catches in a game. You're like, whoa. Yeah. It was like a really impressive play. Uh, former first or second round pick, Cody Latimer. Um, nah, not really. Yeah, I'm, I'm not that interested in it. Maybe to round out. Wide receiver As your five? sixth, five, fifth, sixth receiver, sure. Be uh, very much Jason Avant light with those hands. No speed in all hands. Uh, is he a free agent? Yes, he is. Philip Dorsett. I mean, at least the he's fast. The apple of my yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Look, he showed a couple flashes with the Patriots last year. It felt like, oh, wow, the Philip Dorsett breakout season's finally yeah. happening. Yeah. And then it didn't. Another former first-round pick. Exactly um, right. At least there's speed there. Uh, you know, if it's a cheap, uh, I'd ra- let's put it this way: I'd rather give Philip Dorsett a shot than, than Cody Latimer as my fifth, yeah, I think or fourth, that's fifth fair. option, whatever. Uh, he's older. Uh, I don't think he's lost a step. Don't mind speeds. What about that Teddy Ginn Jr.? Same idea. I yeah. mean, he's old. It feels that's like kind of like more. What feels like been Ted Ginn Jr. has been in the league forever. <laughs> Is he 45 yet? Like, no, yeah, I feel like he's going to be 60 for all I'm concerned. 45 years old and still running a four three forty or something like that. And then uh, the last one, I don't think anybody has really interest in. But you want to be the the coach that finally takes over with the uh, the ninth uh, consecutive wide receiver coach uh, trying to coach up one Corey Coleman. Yeah, no. No, yeah, I'm good on that, that too. The, amazing <laughs> that he was a first-round pick, which is wow. He is just he has had zero success in the NFL. At least some of the other guys have. But I do think that, that going through this just, just underscores how crucial Amari Cooper is to whoever. I mean, but if the Eagles can get him, I mean, he is so far and away the class of this free agent class, you know, that, uh, again, you're not going to be – and the Eagles have money to spend, and they have they holes, so – uh, it just makes a lot of sense to me. 888-729-9494. We go to our good friend Bob in Wilmington. What's up, Bob? Gentlemen, I, I had to. I was obliged to call to say thank you to you guys. Um, uh, I called last week and told you it was going to be an under game. Aha, yes, you did. And you, by the tippy-tip-tip tip of your feet. You were correct. Got that uh, bad boy. Congratulations, Bob. Well, actually, it should have been more than that. William should have fallen down, and uh, but uh, it was really never in doubt as as, as no, an under. The, the game, under, it wasn't. Think. You're yeah. right. It was never in doubt. It was a good call by you, Bob. And and I, as well, the game was playing out, I, I thought about. it. I was like, wow, yeah, this is this is not going the way the Niners. And I think you said that the Niners trying to control the clock yep. really. It, it was right. such a fast game. It felt like. Yeah, Bob, you nailed that, man. You you, uh, well, you win the prize. Yeah. The, the fake thing I prize. was lucky about was Garoppolo stunk, you know? Well, he was, was solid uh, for three quarters and then just a disaster in the fourth. Well, that's when it counts. You're, you you're know? damn uh, right about that, Bob. I, I, and listen, uh, and Jimmy and James, you know how, and John, you do too, how I feel about the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. I don't want Amari Cooper, and I'll tell you why. This will be his third team, okay? If the Cowboys don't go after him hard, that'll tell you something. He didn't do anything on the road last year. 80% of his catches and yards were in Texas or in whatever, AT&T Stadium. And I thought he laid down like a dog against the Eagles in, in the Oh, I thought Dallas he did, too. Eagles. I agree, yeah. but to be fair, I think that whole team was ready for Jason Garrett to be done. Like, they did not yes. show up that game yeah. at all. But I agree with you. He, he was a... If I were a Cowboys fan, I which oh my God, thank God I'm not. Um, I would have been really upset with him in that game for sure. He's just not a guy I want to pay twenty million dollars to because I'm I'm not sure. I'm I'm really not sure. Can I give you a name that I like 
for the Eagles. They're going to have to move up to get this guy. Absolutely. And I heard you talking receivers. LaVisca Chenault. Oh, boy. So he looks like he's going to be the, the John Ross guy. Like, every year there's someone who, prior to the draft process, prior to the combine, is not mentioned in that group of, like, three, four, five top guys. Yep. He's the guy. He's clearly gaining yeah. steam. People think he might run, like, a 4-2, 4-3 type of thing. He's a hell of an athlete. Like, that is a guy who you will see rocket up draft boards. 6-2-2-20. I think he's another DK Metcalf. He kind of looks like, yeah, and, and uh, Bob, it's James's favorite thing. Got a little bit of an injury-prone thing, you know, yeah, <laughs> hanging on that, to him. That's got to be, that was, we'll, we'll test out that new medical that's staff. The, oh, Bobby. Oh, boy, yeah. You guys have a great weekend. You too, great Bob. show as always. Appreciate Thanks, it, Bob. Thank you so much. By the way, I did notice in the All or Nothing thing that they definitely tried to hide the face of the rehabilitation person that they, they fired like uh, many, many times throughout that series. Uh, they, she is like literally helping out, I think, Zach Ertz or Carson Wentz's leg or knee, and they're and they're like, nope, nope, cut the frame, and then the moment you might see like a little bit of cheek, it cuts back to like wow, something else. So That was very observant of you. But they, they, I pay attention to that because they yeah. make a point of, of almost going like, and here is Zach Ertz on the sideline complaining that his rib hasn't been seen yet and that is like that, that. is literally like, something uh-huh. i would never <laughs> ever 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 notice i am so unobservant emily my wife likes to joke that she could rearrange our furniture every day and i wouldn't know and she's not wrong she's not wrong <laughs> has she done that before so i'll tell you a quick emily, story let's i'll get tell you a quick story just to show how wait. how unobservant i am i had a, i lived in the same building as a good buddy of mine for almost a decade and for the first seven years, I would go up to his house and hang out all the time. We watch sports together, whatever. Every time I go up, seven years in, I go up and there's someone working on his door. And I'm like, oh, you know, I go and I'm like, what's going on, man? What's with your door? He's like, you're kidding, right? And he's like, it's getting fixed. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, dude, there's been a huge hole in my door. <laughs> The entire time you've come here for seven years, there's been a huge hole in my door, and I had no idea. I'm not even. That is a true story. I swear on like, my life. Like a big old, like your like both not, of your not dogs. You could can actually through see through the. Like I think there was like you know it wasn't like an actual like hole hole, but there was like a big like a huge or like, cut impact portion something. of it. Yeah, like you couldn't see through the door. Obviously, I, I hope I would notice <laughs> that. Surprise me. But yeah. instead of a peephole, there was just a giant face sized yeah, hole yeah, there. Yeah, because there so, are. Can, and I, I, I gotta, never noticed. I'm gonna tell you. I don't think they say this enough on the midday show, but there is a problem of. I call it seltzing, where he will just be so locked into texting or tweeting. So, yeah. Well, definitely texting, because it's not that much of a tweeter. But, like, there's a lot of columns around the lobby here. So oh, I walk comes in out stuff. Of, yep. Oh, boy. Yeah. It's happened. It's, not here, but yes. It, it's. I've definitely walked into a tree once <laughs> or twice. <laughs> oh, well, how recently? Not in a while, like, but still. Like, oh, but, like, as ago. an adult? Yeah, like, not, yeah. not as a child? Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh my God. unbelievable. Yes. Uh, John, I think we uh, we need to get in touch with Emily and set up a little April Fool's prank. For <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Maybe we can just, you know. <laughs> maybe, sounds awesome. Great. Let's get a hold of the engineers, too, and let's just see if everybody can switch studios for a day just to see if he notices <laughs> I would not. That, he's, that he's like looking I would not. It would be so. bad for me. <laughs> 888-729-9494. We got a Bill in Pittman. What's going on, Bill? How are you? Hey, gentlemen. Thanks for taking my call. I completely agree with you Oh, no. Who did he agree with? Bill, we lost you. What were you saying? We, we lost you there. I, I totally agree with you about getting Amari Cooper. And for this reason, for us to get one of the elite wide receivers, we're going to have to trade up in the first round. Um, those guys, I'd be shocked if any of those guys were going to be around in the 20s when we pick. 
So that frees us up now in the first round to get a difference maker on defense. We've got to get a future replacement for Kelsey. We can do that in the fourth or fifth round and then draft all defense with the 10 picks. And Amari Cooper frees us up to <laughs> Wait, do, so, do so, that. So Bill, I just want to make sure I heard you right. So we're saying draft a center and then everything else is defense? Um, yeah, get a center like in the fourth or fifth round, which will be somebody there probably, and then all defense, man. Get a difference maker on defense in the first round and then pick all defense. Man, Bill scrape, um, scraping against the grain, back. Saying, saying this wide receiver class is not historic. In Phil- actually, Bill, I actually think they attack all of their, most of their defensive needs again through free agency. I know that Logan Ryan's kind of been floated out there. Uh, they've been linked to that. Byron Jones, obviously, and I know people grown at that Chris too. Harris Chris Harris name. has been linked to it. I think they're going to put all of their cap resources into the defense, and they're going to keep continuing to focus offensively in the draft, at least the majority of it. I don't know. I, I think if you get young players on defense that are on rookie contracts in the draft, and you can do that with your first and second round picks, I think that helps him out. Even even creates more cap space for him. Yeah. Well, absolutely. Well, most of this is is going to have to do that, Bill. And I appreciate the call. I just I don't ever think that Howie Roseman in that front office is going to. I, there's no reason to focus on the defense outside of corner and pass rusher. Like you could pretty much fill everything with what they have right now. That's what you should be focusing on. And I I would I would rather just keep doing that because you're not. What really can you do differently with this Jim Schwartz defense? Well, it's going to be the same no matter I what. I mean, look, I, I, if they want to draft a, a young corner who's talented, I won't be mad about oh, it. No, I'm not going to be mad about I, it. Look, and, and I do think pass rusher is, is just an, it's deep an, for that class too, a, by an yeah. omnipresent always type of need. You always need pass rushers. But um, look, I think, it, I think you need work on both sides of the ball. It's, it's really hard to say. I don't think you can go into this draft and say, I'm focusing only on this or that. Like You need help on both sides of the ball. And, and I, I think you really have to take the draft as it comes to you and take the best guys that, that are there for you. Yeah, um, and, and I, I, I doubt that they pick 10 players. I think that's... Yeah, I would be shocked. Maybe eight, I think, is, is and seven might be even pushing. And this is not about bodies, you know? This is, this is about finding big-time... Superstars is probably too much of a strong word, but no-doubters. Like, there has to be... Two no doubters out of this, two or three no doubters out of this, much like it was last year. At least we think so with Andre Dillard for the most part. It's getting really weird about him in, a, in him in terms of his long term future. By the way, have you noticed that? Well, I think the the problem with the the Dillard thing is that I think most people look. The last time we saw him play, people remember just the the disastrous half as a right tackle. But I think you have to yeah. separate that and say like he's a left tackle, and that was Tipping clearly a real well, issue yeah. for him. But, uh, look, I think what we saw from him at left tackle, and, and we didn't see as much as we expected because Jason Peters did really stay healthy the, uh, more often than not this yeah. year. But I think what we saw from Dillard was positive more than negative on the left side. I'm still confident in him moving forward as the left tackle. But, yeah, I think the last taste we had in our mouth of Andre Dillard was maybe the worst half Anyone on the team played all season at any position. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I think that's part of it. 888-729-9494. Let's go to Scott in Barrington. Scott, it's so good to hear from you, man. Joe, J&J Security, what's going on, Brother fellas? Scott, how are you, sir? Good, good. Just getting off here from the Flyers practice facility. Oh, nice. Down, how how down do they look down there? You guys how, huh? does, how does Nolan look down there? Um, they're looking pretty good. Oh, good. They're pretty good uh, and whatnot. But, uh... I tell you what, guys, I'm going to get into my Eagles topic, but 
working here and seeing me and my two boys, Derek and Steve, went to our first hockey game a few weeks ago when they played the Kings. I got fine respect for these guys. As big as they are, what they do on skate. Oh, and, uh, oh. I've, hockey, a, at least for just, me, hockey's the hardest, like physically most demanding thing I've sport-wise that I ever played. Like, yes, they're and, doing what everyone uh, else is doing, but on skates. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, and I, I can't even. I, I, it's just amazing. You got little kids here on the weekend. I can't even. I'm afraid to walk with my sneakers on, but that's that. But um, with the Eagles, two quick things, fellas, and I'm listening to answer. I love you guys, and I'll sign off with my two questions. Uh, first of all, what do you think of the move with the Sproles and Brett Selleck and Mr. Barrow and uh, being on board? How do, you, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I think that's just a, a, a more or less a, a show of respect to those feel guys. Feel good. It's a feel-good yeah, thing, Scotty. Want, see if you want to keep continuing to do some things with the organization. And looks like Connor wants to take it seriously, though. I think Connor's a, a good candidate for trying to learn this side Clearly of the business. Clearly a smart guy. Philadelphia. Yeah, it, yeah, and it's made right, a home right. here as a part of this yeah. city, like is involved in this city, but clearly a very smart guy. So I, I think there's potential there. Good. Can can one of those some of those guys or one, two, or three be in a draft room with Mr. Roseman when it comes to <laughs> drafting? Hopefully, and last but not least, fellas, once again, love you guys. Peace, God bless to you. Um, give me. Um, what do you think they'll do with the uh, backup quarterback position? Ooh, it's well, a, actually a really good question. God bless to you. Yeah, yeah Scott. I've, I've actually thought about this a couple of times, and it's great to hear from you. I'm going to answer that, and James will too on the other side. Eight 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 seven two nine ninety four ninety four. Also, some breaking news: Donnell Pumphrey has caught his first official XFL pass. Congratulations from Cardell Jones. That's like Ellie Shore Parks' brand right there. He also got decked on another. Play, oh, did he? So, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, backup quarter, uh, quarterback position is is an interesting question, especially I think it's hanging around with Josh McCown, and more so, there's something about Josh McCown in All or Nothing that almost solidified how great of a coach he is, and I'll tell you all about that as well. 888-729-9494. It is Go Birds Radio, all happening right here, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Go Birds Radio, right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP, 888-729-9494. Um, I thought uh, Scott and Barrington had a, a pretty interesting question uh, before you know we left you guys. And what do they do, what do the Eagles do with the backup quarterback position? Because, you know, you know that... that it's important. Nate, it's Nate, important. Oh, yeah, it's pretty important in this town. I don't know if you know that or not. Uh, but Nate uh, Sudfeld was scheduled to be the guy... Pretty much, you know, throughout training camp, and um, people are going to look and go, "Well, Johnny broke his wrist." You know, like you had to go and do something. I think they're probably going to resign him. He'll come back, and they'll do this whole thing over. And I don't think that's the case here. Uh, I think they are still very interested in having McCown back in here for a multitude of reasons. One, because you know, maybe this time he won't completely tear off his hamstring. I think that uh, was very. Maybe hurtful for playoff chances? Certainly hurtful for him. (laughs) God almighty. Uh, But the one thing I took away from the all or nothing, and I think they highlighted this uh, on purpose, obviously, but Josh McCown is going to be an incredible coach, and I think he's going to be an incredible head coach someday. Um, He gets it. Like, he knows. I, I, I didn't notice how much of an impact he really does have with Carson after every series. He's pumping him back up again. It's always like a we thing. It's like we have this open next time, you know. Uh, and now I know why they might, you know, eventually want to bring him into the fold. You need to bring him back here, and he needs to do whatever he wants to do 
for this organization. I think Josh McCown has to be back here, uh, but with like the same kind of role again. Well, yeah. I mean, look. I think it's all a. Uh, uh, I'm. I like Josh McCown. I'm happy to have if him. he wants to play. That well, is. I think yeah. the bigger issue is if he can play. If he can look, he tore his hamstring off the bone. They said it's a, what like a six month recovery in all. Mm-hmm. It's laid up for six weeks, not even like moving and stuff. So, at the age of what forty one or whatever he is. Um, it's a big ask. It's a big ask to rehab back from that, to do it quickly, to get back in time for the season to start. And even more so, just the uncertainty of it. The idea that you don't know. He might say, I want to come back, but you know, his rehab's going to go if there's setbacks. So it's, you know, it's tough to not fill that role and hope slash assume he's going to be okay to fill it. So I think it's a really sticky situation. I, I would, if he's healthy, if he's Josh McCown, I, I'm, absolutely down with him yep. being back and i love the idea of him being a part of the organization regardless i think he's a smart guy a smart football guy clearly uh seems to have a good relationship with carson all that stuff and and they clearly liked him as a coach because we heard those reports about them wanting him to be a coach yeah, he's really smart man. so I, really I, smart. i'm i'm all for that i again it's just a very interesting slash tenuous kind of situation because we don't know if he will be healthy for the season, and it's hard to know before you're going to have to make decisions on other guys. Is there because uh, there, there's a couple of, of flyers I would like to take, and there's one guy in particular I think would be a, a great solid fit here. But is there do you ha- do you have any names backup quarterback names that you well, would like? Well, I think if it depends on on people and what they know of their like their markets. I mean, look, like a Marcus Mariota is an interesting name if he. I don't think he's going to get a starting job anywhere, but there might be a team where he has a better chance to start. I do think what we saw with McCown, and it was obviously turned out because he tore his hamstring, they do need someone who can move around. They need someone who, if Carson gets hurt in-game, can go out and at least be an amalgamation of what Carson can do. Yeah, I think that was a big issue when hamstring when he tore his hamstring McCown. They, they still he had to roll out. He's doing all this type of stuff where you need someone who can step in and execute the game plan that is already happening in a game. So I do think that's important. I, I just don't know who the right fit is in terms of I would like someone with some experience, but also someone who can move around a bit. Mariota is a really interesting name to me. I just don't know what that market's going to be for him. You know, and just a- on that too, like I think Mariota is is almost a must just in terms of what you could create in value later on down the road because I think the biggest Mariota problems was that are the health. name you were thinking of Mariota. That, that, definitely one of them on top. Okay. of it. there's a, there's one that I think is really not threatening, but you could probably go win a few games with him. Uh, but Mariota is the most interesting to me. And one, we get to we get to do the deal times. Can two, you plus imagine two, Mariota you know? finally coming here? <laughs> and then. To, to have an asset because if his elbow ends up being okay and if his nerves end up being okay, like a lot of players will never admit it because it's what they're supposed to do. You work through injury, you work through pain, your team needs you. Man, that's evident too with Vontae Maddox and what happened in Green Bay. Uh, like there, there are times when players need a year off, probably, to just, you know, reset their bodies and, and be okay. I think Marcus is a perfect, you know, candidate for that. And just hang there. It creates a little dynamic on your offense too, because he's really good with his legs. So you can switch that up. I, I love that. But the name I think is the safest here. That's going into free agency. Case Keenan would yeah, be fantastic. That was here. the other name that that I yeah. was going to mention. Yeah, he can move around just enough, and he's 
you know, played in some big hot, games. You know? he hot. Look, he did with the Vikings. Like, they went to an NFC championship game. He did a pretty game. decent year with Washington, Got slaughtered, too. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, look, he, he scared us week one. I mean, I, yeah, I think Gaze Keenum. <laughs> scared him tw- twice. Yeah, you know, I, think that, I think that's the type of guy they should go after. So, uh, you know, someone who, and I know they like to, to have a young guy who they could develop and all that. That's fine for your third quarterback, but they need someone who can step in and win a game if they have to. And, and Case Kim's that type of guy. 888-729-9494. We go to our good friend Rasheem in North Philly. What's going on, Rasheem? Thanks uh, for calling the show. Hey, how you guys doing? Good, up, man. Shim? Good, good, good. good. I, John, I agree with you. I definitely think we should bring in uh, Case Keenum. Um, I, I actually, uh, I think that we need to bring in a wide receiver and draft maybe two wide receivers just because of you know, how people, you know, is saying that this is one of the most historical drafts. You don't just go in there and just draft them one. You have to get multiple so that way it can set you up for the future. But I like Armstead from the 49ers. I don't think they'll be able to resign him because they got other players that they, you know, that they need to sign. Um, and I like He's a good, him, I mean, know, Eric you know, Armstead's a great player. A great player. And then also position flexibility. Like you can move him inside, outside. Yeah, it's a good point, Chief. Right next to each other. Him a year, year. So, 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 so I think, I think that's a player that I will love to see uh, here. Um, 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 I, you know, you know, hopefully it all works out. But, you know, I think Harry Roseman is going to make a splash. Him and Byron Jones is a two need to me. I think that we should, you know, move towards. I don't want Amari Cooper because he's, he's probably going to be $20 million a year type of receiver. So I think that's a little bit too well, much. To be fair, though, I mean, like Eric Armstead's probably going to get high teens, I would think. You know, he's yeah. going to get paid. No. Is that what they're projecting? 14? I would get, I was going to say like yeah. 16, somewhere in there, but. The point is, he's yeah. not, you know, him, Byron Jones is definitely a, a multiple, you know, over 10 to million a year type of guy, too. So, look, how he has money to spend, but I understand the point. It's a lot of money for a wide receiver. And, Sheem, I'm, I'm kind of with you with Byron Jones, yeah. too, but there's the, this thing in the back of my mind a little bit. I wonder if you have it, too. Like, that is one of those times that I go, why do the Cowboys don't want to hold on to him? You know, because the safety corner well, to everything. Well, well, well. Well, we all know why the Cowboys can't hold it on to him because they don't got the money for yeah, it. Yeah, they can't pay that. You think that's the only so, reason, though? Yeah. It could be part. I think it's no, part I of it. I know for that's sure. the only reason. Bro, Brian Jones was rated like the seventh corner in 2017. Then he was rated the 14th. And then this year, he also had a good year. So, pro football focus rated him, you know, high also. And he's another one with position and flexibility. Yeah. Because you remember, he started off at uh, corner, moved to safety, safety, and back to corner. Yep. So, no, for sure. Yeah. And then. And then to me, like, you don't sign Rodney McLeod back. You move Avante Maddox to that safety position. I don't want to see Rodney McLeod because, to me, I don't think he's as viable as everybody likes to say he's as viable. He had a down year last year. Well, I thought I mean, oh, he was, oh, he was great this year. I thought he was, was one of the best players team. on the defense this year. Yeah, uh, I, and, and, I get it. it. He's going to get paid a lot more than he did last year. He earned it. He went out, stayed healthy, had a really nice year. If you don't want to, especially with the Malcolm Jenkins situation, and you know what are they going to pay him? He's right. not playing. He's going. He needs his new deal and all that stuff. So I, I can understand if you don't want to put that much money into the safety position. But uh, if they can figure out a way to make it work, I would love to have Rodney McLeod. Yeah, back, personally. and to to where I do agree with Rasheem, though, I don't think he is going to be back. I think Elliot had mentioned this too, and certainly on the latest couple of Go Birds podcasts, did, we can yeah. certainly catch up at Go Birds Pod. I, I don't. I don't believe now that Rodney will be back simply because it's it's a money issue, and if you're going to pay somebody, why not go and make Malcolm J- Jenkins happy for another year with however you want to kind of restructure that contract? Uh, I think there's uh, certainly a uh, an Ertz extension coming from this as well, so I just don't think Rodney fits in the picture, at least with 
salary cap. And I do really like the idea of Avante Maddox still going back to safety. Uh, you know, uh, LeBlanc's here to kind of play in that slot. Charles Harris could eventually come in here too and give you a bunch of different options. Byron Jones, all that fun stuff uh, as well. Eight 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 seven two nine ninety four ninety four. We go to Tom in Garnett Valley. What's going on, Tom? How are you? I'm doing great, guys. How are you? Doing Tommy. awesome, man. Can, Can you hear, hear your me? voice, man? Been a while. How are you, Tom? Uh, I am doing much better. Thank you, James. Uh, I am out of the hospital, thank God. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm making a comeback here. Good, man. So. Good, Tom. Good to great to hear, um, man. Yes. Um, so I don't think Joe Flacco is going to come here based on what you guys were going <laughs> to say. Well, maybe. Because I heard his name. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, he's got experience, but... It's funny. I was talking to a Denver fan earlier this year, and I'm like, uh, I didn't know how bad he was, and until I saw him play in Denver this year, so I, I don't think they're going to look at at him. Um, yeah. And James, don't feel bad about saying that the Eagles were going to be in the Super Bowl. If you remember, I couldn't remember that the Eagles um, drafted Dallas Goddard and uh, got ripped by most of the fans that were calling. <laughs> 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 It happens to the best I of us, I know, I know. It's like, darn, I couldn't do it. And, you know, all I was trying to do was just follow John's lead. You know, hey, fess up. But, oh, well, no good <laughs> deed goes unpunished. That's right. Yeah. So here's, here's, a, here's a question. So we had a lot of changes in the coaches, coaching ranks. How do you guys think that um, that's going to play out? And do you think it's beneficial for the team based on uh, what was happening last year? Uh, I mean, yes. Uh, any change, I think, is is going to be beneficial simply because the bar has been so low here. Uh, somebody from the outside is always something that we kind of ask for. I'm a little more skeptical just because of their, their process. Uh, I am kind of just in, in wait-and-see mode here, honestly, but... For the most part, I think this is ends up being positive, James. At least, yeah, I feel time. I feel yeah. good about it. Again, I like Skango, Rich Skangarello, Skango. Uh, a fair amount. I think he's a the <laughs> right type of guy, an ideas guy. Someone who's worked with Kyle Shanahan, worked with Sean McVay, like the guys who have kind of had. Or excuse me, the other they brought in someone who's worked with Sean McVay as well. I, I like the idea of getting guys who are going to bring in fresh ideas, new ideas. Um, Again, look, it, it doesn't seem like – I think a lot of people wanted them to go out and get a, a big-name offensive coordinator type of guy, and I just – I don't think that was ever in the cards. So I, I think it's still to be decided, but I feel more positive than most, it seems. Well, listen, guys, I'm going to be uh, watching All or Nothing, so uh, great uh, <laughs> great to hear you guys, and thanks for taking my call. You got it, Tom, to absolutely. Voice, buddy. Thanks. Uh, and glad you're okay. What was, uh, was the, yeah, oh, man, I'm glad. Whatever it was, Tom, very glad that you are feeling uh, feeling a much better. By the way, um, as I mentioned, Donnell Pumphrey caught his first XFL pass, uh, but now he's going to be a splash highlight reel because somebody almost killed him on Whoop. the field. Whoop. So if you had any promises of uh, – the, what what would this be? The fourth comeback for Donnell Pumphrey into uh, into trying to get some NFL action? Don't think it's going so well uh, to start out. So unfortunately for that, eight 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 seven two nine ninety four ninety four. Ooh, there is a a couple of off season questions that I need to refer to James, and we'll get into that for sure. I'm John Barchard, James Seltzer, and Moshe Kravitz, obviously on the ones and twos. It's all happening right here, Sports Radio ninety four WIP. You know, Rob Cherry uh, yelled at me last time, and uh, I just wanted to take this time to apologize that 
I, I screwed up the intro last week. Because it was just Rob Cherry solo, yeah. He, and then it he, realized you deserve to be yelled at. No, it was a very way. good tongue lashing. Yes. Like uh, I, uh, but but this time I will not be wrong. It's I always enjoy Rob and Rob, which follows us. We've got Rob Cherry, Rob Ellis. I'm sure it's got whew, a lot to uncover from this uh, this Sixer squad this week. I'm sure there's some Eagles talk uh, involved in there too. So uh, looking forward to that uh, after we're done here. Eight 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 seven two nine ninety four ninety four. It is Go Birds Radio. I'm John Barchett along with James. Seltzer, James, are you ready to play? Will they or won't they off-season edition for you? Love a good will they, won't they. Will I'm they in. or won't they, the Philadelphia Eagles, find a number one wide receiver in this draft? I knew the hesitation was coming. <laughs> the talent is there, but there's been a lot of uh I'll go optimistic. Okay. They will. I think so, too. Ooh. You know, I do. This is the one thing I think is just like... Uh, and I, I keep saying Donnell Pumphrey's name because hopefully, like how he hears well, that it, draft, you know, yeah. and then how electric that draft class was for mm-hmm. running backs. I'm just going, hey man, not even working out in the XFL right now. Kind of a bad look. <laughs> Let's make sure that we take care of this. And as much as I will say that, like I am very skeptical long term maybe with Howie and drafting and scouting, and I think we all are at some point. It's in the back of our heads. I do think he's earned the right to correct his own mistakes as, as in, in being able to come out and say, like, I screwed up in these parts. Now, if he doesn't fix it after this time, then I think we can jump right back into the pool and uh, and start getting a little more critical here. Will they or won't they, James Seltzer, find a successor to Jason Kelsey? Or do you think they already have him, I guess, is a, is a more important question, too. No. No to both. No to both. I, yeah, I agree yeah. with that too. Uh, and 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 to be fair, what whoever that person is someday, I mean, that is some big shoes to fill. That is a tough spot. I mean, he again, three time now All Pro center, such yeah. an important part of that offense from the ski, from calling you know at the calls and all that type of stuff. That's going to be whenever it happens, and he's such a unique center too Definitely. with the ability to move and all that. That's going to be a really tough one. Uh, will they or won't they, James Seltzer, have more than nine wins in 2020? They will. I don't know yet. I don't know yet. That's that's. I'm I, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say they won't have more than nine wins. They might have the well, same. Well, I mean, the last two years it's been nine. So. I know. It's I know. Bad, but. That's one thing they gotta. I, I, that's. It's gonna be. It's gonna be tough to predict this year too, because of all the all the different schedules. And I'm curious how they they <laughs> wind up with some of the what we think now are the tougher teams. Yeah, they've uh, got they've forward. got a tough slate of games for next season. Yeah, if if all of the teams you know hold up on their their end, course, as we yeah. know too. Uh, will they or won't they, James Seltzer, cut Alshon Jeffrey? I think they won't. Do they trade? Alshon I think Jeffrey? I think Alshon Jeffrey. I think. I don't think Alshon Jeffrey will make an impact for the Eagles next year. I don't think Alshon Jeffrey's going to play next season. Wow. I don't think he's going to be back and ready to go in any sort of semblance of a way. I don't know what happens with him, but I don't the cut or not, I don't think Alshon Jeffrey makes an impact for the 2020 Eagles if that's what you're alluding to. I, yeah, I actually think he's not physically on the team. It's just I don't know if they possible. cut him. But but I, I think there's a great chance that he's not on this team. And will they or won't they? That's that's the phrase we're looking for. Will they or won't they replace their wide receiver coach in 2021? I mean, you sound <laughs> foolish to not say yes to this, right? I mean, it has to stop at some at point. At some point, someone Nine's will be the, the wide magic receiver number. coach for two years. Sure, let's say Aaron Moorhead's the guy. He's here for years. 
A little optimism. Let's let's just take yeah. care of that. Yeah. And by the way, Greg Lewis having a phenomenal time in Kansas City. Oh, he just won a Super Getting Bowl. a lot of praise, by the way, for for helping out the of course probably the most skillful like <laughs> squad yeah, right. in the NFL. So yeah, now now he gets the credit because you know he drafted those guys and did all that. No, <laughs> uh, let's go to our good friend Aiden, who's hanging on the line. Aiden, thanks for calling Go Birds Radio, man. Hey, how you doing? Uh, I'm Aiden, and. Uh... I just really want to talk about how Andy Reid capped off a great season with the Chiefs this year. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He did. he did. Yeah, hard to hard to argue yeah. with that, right? Yeah, you know. And I really feel like the, this coming season, Eagles can be something special because, you know, the Cowboys and their money issues. And, you know, I, I, you, you know about my friend uh, Chuck from Lansdale, PA? I know Chuck, yeah. Yeah, it's, a, it's my great-great-uncle. Oh, nice. Oh, awesome. Chuck's a good, yeah, I like Chuck a lot. Chuck's a good dude. Great man, great man, let me tell you. And, uh, yeah, shout-out to my main man, Jimmy Grabowski. For, uh, he's a big Chiefs fan, and, you know, I'm really just I'm happy for them, you know. That's awesome, man. Yeah, you should be. Yeah. Is there uh, – why do you think so much that, you know, that's just going to happen with the Eagles heading into it? I mentioned you, you, you had said, like, you think they're going to get the same type of skill players in the offseason? I really think we just need to pick up a couple wide receivers, you know, get a good wide receiver, and, uh, I don't know, just get some more depth because – we really ran out of guys this year. You know, I, and, uh, yeah, absolutely, and we appreciate the call. I, I actually think that's been one of the brighter spots. Is no, this team really was that deep. There, they just there was well, some obvious of. gaps up I, front. But yeah, I, it took them time to figure it out. Still how made to the use playoffs everybody. with yeah. the depth. So. Well, certainly, who knew they had the best practice squad in the history of practice squads? That's yeah. certainly a thing. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think Moshe knew. Moshe knew. Always, Yeah, I think they deserve credit. I mean, uh, certainly. They had some depth issues at times, it felt like. But ultimately, yeah, you're right. A lot of guys, depth guys, ended up helping carry this team to the playoffs. So. Uh, yeah, defensive end, probably not uh, that deep, though. Since you did mention Greg Lewis and the job he did out in Kansas City, a free agent name, maybe you guys got to it in the first hour when I wasn't here, Demarcus Robinson, Kansas City. He's fast, fast yeah. 6'1". Cheap. Cheap. <laughs> 25 years old, 26, yeah. 25, yeah. I, why not? Yeah, I mean, it's an it's, interesting name. I, sure. I think you have to do a lot of stuff like that pre-draft and and make sure that you know you're not gonna gonna miss out. Because I've heard a bunch of people say like, "Hey, the wide receivers aren't going to be there." I don't know. Maybe they are for some stupid reason. You know, they, we uh, the, the, predicting what is what is going to happen in the draft this far out. I mean, maybe the first five. You know the direction in which you're going, but yeah, after I think that, we, we know, saw last year. I think year. we know Joe Burrow and Chase Young, and Tua's <laughs> somewhere in the top five. Yep. I think other than that, I could see anything. Yeah, absolutely. So for speed wide receivers in free agency, if you feel you got to get a wide receiver in free agency, would you pay more for Robbie Anderson, who's more proven, or less for Demarcus Robinson? Uh, I would. I'm staying away from Robbie Anderson yeah, this offseason, um, especially the amount it looks like what 14 million a year or it's something. Just not worth it. I'd rather just give Amari Cooper an extra four or five million so would a year I. and do yeah, that. What's so, the point? Yeah, I'd rather take a shot on a, a Demarcus Robinson type if it's going to be significantly cheaper for sure. Eight 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 seven two nine ninety four ninety four. We've got a Kevin in Sharon Hill. What's going on, Kevin? How are you? Hey, how are you guys going? Doing awesome, man. That's good. All right, I'm going to talk about. See, I'm conflicted because the Eagles, for some reason, they do not draft well when it comes to receivers. But at the same time, I do not want to get the receiver. I do not want Cooper either. He's too wishy-washy for me. He may, it seems to me, look like once he gets, once he gets his money, then he's going to fall back 
and he's not going to be putting up them great numbers. I just see I, I that. Could, I could see that, Kevin. I, I could see that, and and in that case, uh, I'm fine with Howie dropping a big price tag on the on the Dallas Cowboys if it means you know putting pressure on them. Uh, but I could certainly see that uh, happening with a guy like Amari for sure. Now, one guy on a defensive line, everybody needs to watch out for. I do not know why he didn't get more uh, time last year. Deshaun Hall. If you looked at, if you watched him in the preseason, he had like four or five sacks in the preseason alone. I know, yeah, the preseason is the preseason, but this guy has a quick burst off the edge. He's athletic. You know, he's Look, tall. Look, uh, Kev, I think a lot of people wanted to see more of him. He did tear his ACL, I believe, towards yeah, the end of yeah, the year. Yep. Um, but was someone who, look, I think we were all talking about why isn't he playing more when, you know, you saw guys who, who weren't as explosive, you know, in preseason, all that, getting opportunities. Yeah, I'm with you. I think the torn ACL complicates things, obviously. Yeah, and that was, I had to remind myself when it happened. Yeah, it was right before, it was New Year's Eve. I knew it was late in the season. I couldn't remember exactly when. Yeah, so there's going to be some time and some rehab uh, from that, certainly. Uh, but uh, we have really enjoyed our time uh, together here this afternoon. But I have to tell you, uh, if you're not subscribing to the Go Birds podcast, at Go Birds Pod on the Twitter.com and wherever you find your podcast, easily found on Radio.com. Uh, James Seltzer has done something that I never, ever mm-hmm. thought he would ever do in his career, but he has indeed banned, that is B-A-N-N-E-D, banned a very prominent beat reporter. Uh, Why have you done this? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Exactly. You got to go find out yeah. why he's banned and who it is because I think it's justified. interesting and justified. very justified all at the same time. Thank you so much uh, for joining us. Thank you to Anthony Foley and uh, Moshe Kravitz, Sue Schilling. For James Seltzer, I'm John Barcher. This has been Go Birds Radio, right here, Sports Radio 94 WIP. See you.